the Ortho PAC, hosted by Sam Dyer. Welcome to the Ortho PAC, where we discuss up-to-date orthopedic topics for the busy clinician. I invite you to sit back and relax as I attempt to fill in the gaps between education, current events, and real-world practice. Hello, listeners. Welcome today, Kevin Warden, who's the president of Warden Research. Kevin's done the PAOS annual practice and salary survey for the last few years, and we're going to have him on today to discuss the results of 2021. Kevin, thanks for being here. Thank you. What are some highlights from this year's survey? Logically enough, with the compensation survey, you know, people are looking to say how much are people making and what's the percentage change has been year to year. To give you those stats up front, the mean base salary from last year's survey, of course, you know, from, from the end of the year was 125700 Total compensation, including bonuses and all other sources of income, was 141100 that's the mean for those of you who understand statistics well. The median is a midpoint, and sometimes that's regarded as more typical. A little bit lower because there's always going to be some people who are outliers who make quite a bit more. The median was 120000 and the total compensation was 135000 Now, just to give you a sense of comparatives, that average that we reported is just about 1.3% above last year's. So we're seeing fairly flat earnings. However, one of the interesting things is because we also ask people, hey, you personally, what was your increase in salary from the previous year? Their people told us a mean of 3.2% and a median of two. Now, that's not a contradiction that it probably seems like because, of course, uh, you know, some people are changing jobs and sometimes they're actually changing into jobs that are a little bit lower paying. And so the average is different and also the participation is a little bit different. Last year, because we asked quite a few COVID questions, I think we had an abnormally high response rate. Uh, we had 36% amongst PAOS members, for example, and I think about 21% overall. This year, we had 18% overall and 33% amongst the membership. Still very respectable, but just a little bit smaller base. And, you know, so those are some of the key things when it comes to the actual compensation level I'd love to start with. So good information. It sounds like we got good job security there. Can you tell our listeners, are, are there other interesting trends? I know with the COVID, you had mentioned that, and you talked about some trends with the salary and the percentages. Are there any other interesting trends that we should keep our eyes on and favorable or worrisome, either one? I would say that they're probably indifferent uh, rather than favorable or worrisome. What happens is I was going through the exercise of updating the executive summary that we provide free to the non-members who answer the survey, and it was striking just how consistent so many of the statistics are. The percent who report their primary concentration, their demographics, what tasks they perform, what kind of clinics they're working in, et cetera. Even if the response level does sort of shift up and down a little bit, there's a remarkable consistency at work here in terms of personal profile too. A few of the things that did strike me, by no means earth shattering this year, but we did see fewer people reporting that they work in the after hours clinic. And we've seen consistent increase in the number who are doing some form of telemedicine or virtual patient calls. And so some of this is just a natural residual. I'd love to say we're out of COVID, but of course, uh, with the new variant, uh, you know, things are still sort of shifting over time. But I do think you're seeing a little bit of a change in sort of working conditions. And beyond that, not a whole lot of change in any of the key areas of practice characteristics, demographics 
demographics uh, uh, or other things related you know to their to their basic uh, um, you know status. One thing I found very interesting that I know we haven't talked about in a previous podcast is I was looking at the statistic. We asked people their opinion in a couple of areas here, and we asked people to indicate, hey, are, you know, how satisfied are you, for example, with your decision to become a PA or with your current employment or your compensation? And this might be a little bit telling on a five-point scale where five was very satisfied. 63% of people said that they were actually very satisfied with their decision to become a PA, but only 41% were very satisfied with their current employment and only 27% with their compensation. And so I think sometimes we look at these figures from a clinical standpoint and, you know, we see that, uh, you know, people have been in their jobs for a fair number of years. You know, for example, uh, an average of 6.4 years with their current employer, 10 years years in orthopedics as a PA. So there's some stability there, but that doesn't mean people are satisfied with their current circumstances. And so I would say that once uh, hopefully we are more through with COVID, you probably will see some more mobility in next year's survey and a little bit more volatility in terms of their pay as well. Very interesting. Very interesting trend. Were there new questions other than the COVID questions you had mentioned? Did we look at anything other than what you had just talked about? We shifted our COVID questions just a little bit because last year we were very curious about whether there were furloughs, actual change in practice, voluntary or involuntary driven by COVID. We didn't ask those questions again simply because our feeling was that COVID had sort of played itself through. What was interesting is we asked a slightly different format of question, and we asked, uh, you know, what effect COVID had had on a couple of things that we thought that were somewhat more stable within the benefits mix. And even there, we found that, uh, you know, only 20% said that it had an effect on their employer retirement match. And only 10% found that there was an impact on their health benefits. And so this year, we eliminated some of those temporary questions that we added before. And so we didn't ask really anything else different except for that question about the impact of COVID on a couple of key benefits. So It should be obvious to people that have looked at this survey, but just I know you've got tons of experience doing these types of things, a lot of experience with organizations. Can you just tell our members how this is beneficial? why this is such a nice benefit to have as a member of PAOS. I would answer that just in this. I, I'll play back, you know, what I've been told by the members themselves. One of the questions that we ask near the end of the survey is, what resources do you use when you are going to bat for a salary increase? Logically enough, the highest percent say that they use the PAOS survey. 76% say that they use it for that purpose. That compares to only 50% using the AAPA data and 51% using specific regional resources. We try to do in especially in some of the detailed tables, you know, we can't always write a, an entire story for every region and for every kind of breakdown, but we try to provide you all with mean and median salaries, uh, total compensation. We provide a wage equivalent for the people who are working part-time, and we show that as it varies those, those figures by region and by all these other practice characteristics so that you, know, you can kind of, quote-unquote, find yourself in the data to where it's not just a matter of the top-line results are, are important, you know, that's often what people focus on. But when you are going in to negotiate a you know, salary ch uh, change increase, we try to provide the best, most comprehensive resource you can use. Uh, I think others might also find this a little bit interesting just to sort of see year by year what the common work settings are for people. But a lot of that's really just descriptive to sort of reassure people that, hey, you know, this is the this quote unquote typical PA in orthopedic practice. Uh, and we just wanted to make sure that folks understood that. But I think the bottom line really is the bottom line is uh, 
making sure that uh, people have a refreshed annual tool that they can use for salary negotiation. So, Very well spoken, very well said. Huge benefit for our membership, huge benefit. Just this alone is worth the cost of our membership. Kevin, any other thoughts? Any Anything uh, you'd like to share? I'm delighted that we're able to do this every year. I think that normally the participation rate uh, is a testament to the fact that uh, you know people are taking an interest and they take the time to complete the entire survey. Even when we uh, compare across years, you know we find that it's not the same people answering every year, which also tells me that different people are up for raises and take a, a keen interest in in what we're doing at that point. So we think that this manages to touch a lot of people. And you know, to be honest with you, we get a 12% response to this year to about 15% in other years amongst non-members. And so we think that uh, it's also a great benefit for the non-members who do have to pay for the report. But like I said, we also give them a free executive summary, which is also helpful for them if, if that's really all that they need for their negotiation. So, so again, just uh, really glad to see this project go on every year. I think it does offer a great deal of value and uh, just happy that we're able to share the results the, the way that we are. Kevin, thank you so much. Kevin Wharton from Wharton Research, who does our annual practice and salary survey. Thank you. Listeners, pricing structure for the PAOS annual practice and salary survey for 2021. For members, it's included in your membership fee. Very valuable benefit for you. For non-members, it's $350. I just want to make a plug. We haven't raised the membership fees in years, $125. The cost of this survey alone is more than double that. So, you know, if you're not a member and you're thinking about it, it's worth joining just for the free practice and salary surveys. Details are on the paos.org website.